Welcome to Lowering the Rim. We're talking about practice, man. <laughs> <laughs>
circle. He has a total of nine circles that get worse and worse as you go well, first, down. Can I, sorry, can I... That, Dante's Inferno into. is famously written by Dante Allegory. Correct? <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to pronounce his last name, but probably not. But yes, it is an epic poem about a man journeying through hell to get to heaven. Oh. But he has to go through hell and limbo, and then he gets to heaven. But that's just the inferno part is just hell. There's inferno, limbo, and paradiso. Oh. But I'm going to give you just very, very brief, inarticulate uh, summaries of every circle. Are you ready to go to these Real with quick, me? I just have a question. Was this before or after the Hieronymus Bosch painting? Did Hieronymus Bosch base it off of? Hieronymus Bosch cryptic? did not base it off of uh, Dante. I don't know which came first. My guess is Dante. Kind of a chicken or the egg sort of scenario. But uh, I don't know. Maybe Bosch came first. Okay, so these are the nine circles of the Inferno, and I will translate them into basketball, basketball terms as well for the listeners. Circle one, limbo. Sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> let me back. Up. <laughs> Try again. Circle one, limbo. Hey, we're gonna circle you can back. now turn the page. I'm gonna circle back because earlier I said it's inferno, limbo, paradiso, but I think it's inferno, purgatory, paradiso. Okay. Because wow. limbo is a part of hell. Okay, so circle one. Well, that's the song you skip on Kid A. Uh, circle One, Limbo. A place for virtuous and un- virtuous pagans and unbaptized pagans go here, and they're sad. <laughs> so, in basketball terms, it's like being thrown out of a game for a personal tech and watching it. For the rest of the what? game. Watching it from the bleachers or from from the locker, locker room. room. It's the same thing. Okay. Circle two, lust. Here, people are tossed around back and forth by a strong wind. So it would be the equivalent of becoming a basketball and being air balls for the rest of your life. Okay. Shot here, you missed. Shot there, you missed. Three. Gluttony. Here, the people lie in vile slush and are in icy rain and overlooked by the three-headed dog, Cerberus, which would be the equivalent of a three-headed coach yelling at you while you stand in used sweaty towels and it rains expired Glacier Freeze Gatorade. (laughs) Circle four. Greed. You have to endlessly roll giant stones and crash them into one another. So it'd be the equivalent of jousting with giant basketballs made of steel and they're all lopsided. Circle five. Anger. You thrash around and drown in the river Styx. So that would be the equivalent of 
trying to crowd surf during the infamous Pistons and Pacers fight <laughs> for eternity. Mouse in the palace. Wait, uh, the, the river is called Styx? The river Styx. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The, so this river Styx usually in, in uh, most versions of hell is what you cross to get to hell. Oh, okay. And Dante doesn't put it there. And Don- uh, Cerberus usually guards the gates of hell. Dante doesn't put him there either. That's from what Greek mythology, right? Yeah. That must be where the band got their name. What I band? think it is. S-T-Y-S. Yeah, oh, Sticks. Yeah, yeah. Sticks. for sure. Very cool. Who takes you across on the ferry? The ferryman. Uh. <laughs> uh, that's Max von Sydow. No. From what dreams it would be. It's, I think uh, it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's, He's the, it's the different in Greek and R- Roman mythology one of them is sharon i think takes you across man that's not who i'm thinking of so the other other one one. is i can't remember the other one sort of a gondola ride (laughs) circle six heresy here heretics are confined to flaming tombs so it'd be like being wrapped in a net around a fiery rim with a constant audio sample of famous voice actor Tim Kitzrow saying, He's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire! Circle 7. Now, circles 7, 8, and 9 are extremely complex. Like, they have so many subsections. Like, I think s- Circle 8 has, like, ten circles within its circle. So I'm not wow. getting into that. I'm very glossing over all of that. Circle 7, Violence. Uh, one section of this, people are turned into trees while harpies, which are birds with human faces, rip off your limbs and you bleed. So it'd be like having to sign free autographs until your hands fall off. <laughs> Number circle eight. <laughs> Fraud. You're riddled with rashes and leprosy. Gosh. So it'd be like being covered... In rashes and <laughs> <leprosy>. <laughs> No. <laughs> It'd be like being covered head to toe in athlete's foot. <laughs> and circle nine, which is the last circle, which is treachery. You're frozen in a deep ocean of ice. In other words... You're pruning in the locker room jacuzzi that has gone lukewarm, and the bubbles on the jets don't work. The jet bubbles don't work. Oh, what is treachery? Uh, man, that betrayal. Is, like betrayal, and it just uh, goes down and stabbing someone in the back. Ju- uh, Literally or figure, so probably more figuratively, where, uh, but Judas, Judas is down there and, uh, supposedly, and Brutus. At two, Brutus is there. Judas, Brutus, and Crutus. Yeah, Crutus is the third one. <laughs> Those three are all being chewed on by Satan's three mouths. But he's half oh, frozen in a lake of Satan's so Satan ice. Satan likes the icy drinks. <laughs> Satan is half frozen in ice, constantly flapping his wings, which makes the lake frozen. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't re- understand that. He doesn't understand that if he just stopped flapping his wings, he would be free of the freeze oh really and so would everyone else really but he's flapping his wings because he's trying to get out yep and there's a lesson there that uh, this is all dante's interpretation of it 
No, he went. What were, what were his sources? Uh, the Bible was a big source. Um, I think he didn't want. It is. I didn't know that because I don't. I guess. I mean, I don't really know the Bible that well, but I don't remember hearing much of that symbolism in the Bible. There's a. I mean, I didn't. Well, there's no. Say it here. There is no symbolism in the Bible. It's all fact. He references the Bible a lot, (laughs) Greek mythology and Roman mythology, and it's all intertwined with some of his own ideas as well. It's a big mashup. Mm-hmm. Wh- what year was it written? Definitely get a lot of the Greek mythology. Oh. But uh, if I remember correctly, he didn't. He wasn't a fan of Greek mythology because there was some war where the Greeks beat the Romans. So. He, oh, because he was from Italy, huh? Yeah, he's from Italy. Rome. So, when in Italy, as they say. And you don't normally think of Rome being in Italy. You sort of think of Rome being in the past. (laughs) I actually do think that. You're making a joke, but that's serious. I think of Rome as Gladiator, the movie Gladiator with Russell Crowe. I don't think of it as a place here and now. Mm. Yeah, when you when I think of Italy, I think of more of the. like popular cities like Paris or uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Jerusalem. <laughs> so your for your graduate program, your thesis is all based on hell. In to an extent, yes. I started reading Dante's Inferno last year, and I finished it. And I'm probably going to try to read it again. Very difficult book to read. Probably had to spark notes everything after I read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's a very enjoyable and trippy book. Yeah, I, I never it, knew it was a poem. Yes, I did. Yeah. Epic. But it, it doesn't rhyme much, does it? Someone did a translation that rhymes, and I can't remember who. Nick Deneff, who used to be on this podcast, uh, mentioned that author, and I can't remember. I think now he's in limbo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you tell him that maybe your thesis could be me writing this thesis is like hell? Mm, yeah. Just, that's the bad joke. Oh. Anyway, Caleb, so you had some thoughts on... Um, uh, Keegan had asked like what our thoughts about what hell is or could be or when we think of hell, what, is, what comes to mind. I simply said describe hell, those two words. Hell. But you said it's open to interpretation. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so Kay- and Dante's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it he is was the open. first documentary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Caleb, what were your some of your initial thoughts? Well, all of my thoughts are in relation to what I used to think of hell or what I was taught about hell. So not it's, what you actually think it is. Well, no, it's what, um, my, I guess sort of my rebellion against what I was taught hell was. So, growing up, hell was a fiery... Downtown. Um, <laughs> at worst, it was just a fiery, fiery pit that you would go if you hadn't accepted uh, Jesus Christ as your sav- savior at best. It was... Uh, It'd just be like hanging out just, in a bonfire well, for eternity. He, well, being tortured or whatever, mangled. Yeah. And it, 
at best it was um, just complete isolation from anything that's good. Uh, which would now be that's God. a isolation. That's a basketball term, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Continue. Um, so then, uh, but my, this isn't my original thought. I've I've gathered it from other people, but I've been more thinking about hell as a place where uh, it's actually the same as heaven. It's just where it's where you are reunited with God, but you're unless you've purged your ego and guilt and all of the things in, in this life that make you think that you're you, the embrace of God feels like a fire, feels like it's painful to let go of. Mm. And so it's similar. I'm Backtrack real quick. What do you mean? You said you purge the things that you think are you. What is? Can you explain that more? So like... You think that the knowledge that you accrue through your life, um, so like things like pride, I guess, like ego. You, you are you are what you yeah ego. Everything that has to do with ego. You are you are the things you accomplish. Mm. Um, you are the things that you know. You are the beliefs that you have. You are. So you're uh, saying those have to be let go of. Otherwise, the embrace yeah. of God is painful. It's like the light's too bright. Yeah, basically. Mm. Um, and so you, it's, it's, it's the dying to yourself that uh, you have to go through. Mm. Uh, and that's what that's you think one, it is now. Well, I mean, or that's something you—that's just something an idea I've, you yeah, toyed that's just with. An idea I just sort of tinkering about. with that. Yeah. Yeah. So have you kind of moved away from the uh, fiery pit then? No, Is that... not at all. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, sort of a doom metal Halloween party. Uh... I think so. There's this. Um... It sounds like you don't think hell is a. Uh... I don't think it's a place where anybody gets any. It's not this eternal punishment. Is that no. what you're saying? Yeah, it's not an eternal punishment, or where there's where you're just tortured, or it's not yeah. Saw Five for the rest yeah. of your life, or right. unless damn the it. rest of eternity yeah. is what you're saying. <laughs> no, not at all, not in the least. It's my I'm probably the, closer to Saw Two. The, th- <laughs> the different director. The best description that I've that, that I like. This is a, this is a visual that I really like, and if you've seen The Wire, it's in The Wire. It's the scene. Um, give, Ant- us a, give us a season. What season was Hamsterdam? Three season three. So they have this place called Hamsterdam, where um, the local police force has decided to make a section of the city um, where all of the drug dealers can deal their drugs and all of the um, fiends. Uh, all the yeah fiends can. Can smoke or the buyers, yeah, do whatever. it's pretty so, much prostitution, drug dealing, doing drugs is all legalized yeah. in that one section. But you have to stay in that one section. Um, and so it's actually it seems to be working out. But there's a scene where Bubbles, one of the um, characters who is kind of in and out of rehab for the whole show, 
is walking through at night selling shirts, and he sees one of his friends, Johnny Boy. <laughs> Johnny uh, Boy. And and this is kind of a it's kind of a hellish escape because people are just doing whatever they want. Um, and Johnny Boy comes out, and he's he's high, and he just he looks awful, and he's just talking to Bubbles how great this place is. And so there's this thing that I like where it's it seems like to this group of people this is like what good is but it's just like the way I think of sin is that it's an uh, uh, obscuring of goodness so hell isn't a place where people are are angry or upset that they're there it's just they don't have a they don't they don't see a better way. Similar to what you were saying about the devil flapping his wings. If only he would s- stop flapping, he could be set free from his prison. Mm. But you, when you're in, when you're inside it, you can't see that there's another way. Does this is this making sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's sort of lack of clarity. Pinocchio has the same thing happen to him. Well, what do they call it? Pleasure Island. All the boys go, yeah. and they think they've reached. The culmination of life, and they can just do whatever they want. And they turn into donkeys. Yeah. Uh, Keegan, or sorry, go ahead. Kel. Yeah, and then the the final thing uh, was that we growing up we were taught that hell was eternal, um, and I definitely don't think that's true <laughs> i don't i don't believe in an eternal in eternity that hell is eternal what changed what changed about my why i think that mm-hmm. um well i don't know and i'm gonna tell mom and dad too yeah you tell mom and dad <laughs> well someone i'm gonna well someone's pretty good like what I guess if you think if you think of hell as an et- as eternal torment, what what person would what? If you think of hell as eternal torment, what does that mean for my team and me? <laughs> you're asking me to think. Just, just rattle off. No, you're you're doing great. Keep going. Theology based. Just say on what you think. Just <laughs> what I'm feels. Thinking thoughts. Uh, it doesn't have to be based on it. Well, what I don't like, what person it can be deserves, based in your experience? What person des- deserves eternal torment? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I agree like, with that. That like seems if, odd to if everyone. For, if you get if you get a thousand years for everyone you've wronged, let's say the worst person is like uh, would get like. A couple billion trillion years, right? Um, that's just the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it's eternal. It's, it's, <laughs> like, yeah, it keeps going after mm. that. Yeah, that I agree with because not only does it seem, it's not only does it seem weird to be eternally suffering it also seems weird for other people to be sort of 
rooting for someone to have to do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, sort of when you're like younger and you maybe you do something wrong and someone says, "Oh, you're gonna go to hell for that." You know, I guess some of that could be in jest, but just the idea that you would want someone to go to hell and suffer for eternity makes you, doesn't really make you any better than yeah. whatever that person did that is wrong. Because mm. why would you want someone to have to suffer forever? You know? That's yeah. just, or what about... What do you, I mean, that, that doesn't seem like the spirit of love to, to want that for anyone. Yeah. Um, and then, like, that In the person... same way you're expecting mm. forgiveness, right? Yeah. Does that... Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Great job. Yeah. Now, Keegan had mentioned that uh, Satan is creating ice, and I, that just made me think of... Hockey is also played on ice... <laughs> And it's played with H-E double hockey stick. Yeah. So that's sort so, of a somewhat a representation so of that lower the ninth circle of Dante's. You think there's some hockey games going on down there? You think? Mm. No, but I am I am I'm with you, Caleb. I th- for some reason, the older I get, I don't know if it's just life experience or what, but I just don't think hell is the way. I just don't think that it's what we're taught as children, that it's this fiery burning place that um Yeah, that we that if you're bad <laughs> which is such a loose term, right? That when people say you're bad it's like that's just not very definitive. It's very um, um, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm bad that you're gonna go there and there's yeah, I don't know. This idea that people are... Uh, what What am I trying to say? That, that people... Not only that people are sorted into this bad place and this good place, but that we think we have a grasp on who is being sorted to where. That's yeah. probably the most confusing thing to me, is that we think, oh yeah, the, these type of people are going... To to hell and these type of people are going to heaven that to me just doesn't uh, it just doesn't doesn't resonate doesn't doesn't click. Sit yeah well. I guess yeah yeah because it seems like in my life experience we kind of all hold good and evil together and we're both we're both creatures at the same time so how are you how are you dividing people into definitive good places quote unquote and evil places when we're we play both those parts every single day yeah you know it seems like that would be pretty pretty hard sift (laughs) (laughs) well does that make sense thank goodness we don't have to do that that's up to our lord (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's also a um this upbringing idea that everyone will stand before the Lord at some point and then say that he is the one true God and then they'll go to hell right after that <laughs> which doesn't really yeah. it sounds like you know this is what's happening 
Say it. Say it. <laughs> you're the number. You're number one. <laughs> you're Lord of Lords. Great. Go to hell. <laughs> doesn't sound Thank right. You. I honor that, and I appreciate that. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And even the mention of uh, hell in the Bible is pretty loose. I mean, it's it's only mentioned like. I think it's only mentioned about 10 or 11 times well, throughout the entire Bible. And m- most over half the time, it's just meant to be the meaning is outside of the city to, like, where the garbage dump is. Yeah. There's there's some of that. There's, there's, so it seems like we really ran with that. <laughs> yeah. There are some strong... I can't think of any right off the top. But there are some pretty strong references to hell and... For it as eternal, like eternal flames and that kind of thing. But I've 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 heard that there is a translation error that's happened, and the original Greek in some of these places meant uh, uh, like an age, like a a, a length of time, mm. not not eternal. Oh. So there's just a mistranslation on some of these. But hmm. I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> None of us do on this podcast. <laughs> but see, that's, that's, the, that's the other issue with the whole idea of hell, right? Is that no, you don't know until you die. So to even speak in any sort of yeah. uh, uh, definitive way is kind of a tricky, it's tricky very, area. Uh, prideful to speak of it in a definitive way oh you know you know (laughs) yeah did you take a master's class did Uh, you die and come back (laughs) yeah that's where it's it's kind of tricky because because you you don't know yeah you don't (laughs) not until you're dead you won't know uh definitively so do you feel like there was a i'm trying to think was there a lot of hell talk when we were growing up or was I feel like the like, I'm uh, why we absorbed. asking Jesus into your heart is underscored with the contract clause. If you don't, H-E double hockey stick Stanley Cup is waiting for you. <laughs> and that, that was your motivation. Yeah. For yeah. saying the prayer. Yeah. It had little to do with being free. Because the, the streets of gold didn't seem practical. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's not, that's not the reason. Yeah, why is gold the <laughs> highest <laughs> mark we're aiming <laughs> for, you know? That's like a man, something that's a man has put value on. It's I not even that, like, uh, it could just be anything, right? I heard that the streets of gold is a mistranslation, and it's actually fields of gold. Keegan brings up... Two good points. (laughs) The first being the idea that your salvation is based on, oh, do this so you won't go to this place. That's pretty hollow, isn't it? Like, that's not a reason to make a decision. Yeah. Um, Where else does that work? That seems very worldly, worldly, right? Like, that's that's the way we operate here on Earth for things. It's like... The consequence. Oh, I'll uh, behave so... I can get a toy from the store or whatever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 
Uh, also, Sting is definitely in heaven. That was Keegan's <laughs> second point. Yeah. Um, or is going to heaven. Well, yeah. He, he's still alive, right? He's still alive. Well, yeah, but I think. I mean, I think he went there, didn't? That's how he was I mean, <laughs> able to write those I mean, beautiful <laughs> lyrics. I mean, his voice has been there for a while. <laughs> yeah. I think Dante's thing is all psychological representations, and uh, he's certainly flawed in his some of his representations. But I think even if he was writing it to be literally how it is, I think he's writing us the psychological uh, condition through physical metaphor. Hmm. So those are sort of representative of what like hell on earth could be for some yeah, people. I think they're sta- within their mind. I read them as states of mind. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's the other interesting thing is that hell is. Ha- I mean, it's happening on earth too. Like heaven and hell are both happening now, and different people are in different states of of either one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to your point earlier, I there's something about that idea that, um, and Nick has mentioned this before too, about how maybe hell is a place that people actually want to be. To your mm-hmm. point about Hamsterdam. And they just don't realize that it could be better. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, they are voluntary. It's not, oh, you die and we're gonna now your god has cast you into this fiery pit they they want to be in this environment but it's just sort of either short-sighted or you know they they don't see that it could be better yeah if they would step out of it yeah and so they actually themselves are choosing hell versus god like saying okay you have to go to this place yeah, but um, I'm just gonna come at you here. So I think I think that's I th- I like I like that. The thing I would say is that um, people are still centering their lives around goodness, even though it's an obscured version of it, and to to not be aware that there is something else that's better is not a fault of their own um and so for hell to be like for someone to be eternally in hell because they made a choice that they don't know the ramifications of that choice um it's it's pretty crass to think uh that like that person would be in hell for eternity because they don't understand the choices that they're making. Does this make sense? Yes. <laughs> Did anyone used to pray that Jesus would save Satan? <laughs> wow! Did you used to pray that? I used to Good pray boy. that, and Satan visually was um, Tasmanian devil dressed up in a daredevil outfit. 
Man, I like mm. all of that. You know, what's, what's interesting about that is Origen, one of the uh, who's like in the one of the church fathers of the second century. Uh, he he believed that Satan and all was the, Tasmanian yeah, was devil the Tasmanian dressed in a daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he believed that Satan and the, all the fallen angels would eventually be returned to God too. Mm. So you weren't you weren't far off. Wow. I used to pray when I'd hear a celebrity I didn't, or a celebrity that I loved, when they weren't a Christian, I would pray that they would get saved because I would feel bad that they're quote unquote going to hell. A lot of the. And I'm about f- six years old. A lot of the albums you were buying, basically, right? You were just praying over those <laughs> those discs. That actually seems like a good practice, a little prayer yeah. warrior, a little six-year-old Keegan prayer warrior. Yeah. I remember saying, I remember asking if Kenny G was a Christian and getting no, and then I'd pray that Kenny G would become a Christian so he wouldn't go to hell. And then and he showed up on... Six, six or seven years old, these are what I believed. And prayer has been answered. <laughs> he showed up on Kanye's oh. gospel album. Wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> he's, now, he's now Kenny God. No, Boy, no, prayer, no. You know? Dude, Kenny God. Lowercase G. <laughs> That's really funny. Kenny Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Jesus, start the shirt. He does have some gorgeous curls. Now I'm remembering. I remember where some of that fear of hell came from, and it was from those church nights where they would show like the drunken drive. Uh, oh, do, like, like one the of these, Halloween, these one of, like, the church Halloween. Yeah, so we'd go to this church and they'd do an interactive skit performance where you'd walk to different sections of the church, and the whole thing was a. Uh, uh, like a, a, a drunk car crash um, and somebody somebody dies in the in the play or it's got one of the teenagers dies yeah and then you follow their journey into hell cause they didn't give their life to Christ right yeah that was so bizarre <laughs> and then at the end you'd have to Anyone here who's not sure where they're going tonight, we can pray with you. Ooh. See, and that's to your point earlier about, like, it's almost like you're being guilted into accept, like, (laughs) yeah, to making a decision, and that's just not the sort of way you should be making any decision. Which could be a pyramid scheme for the church to get a little more tithe. They're future investing. (laughs) Oh man, that is that's kind not of not okay, uh, man. Yeah, that's weird. That's really weird. Yeah, you're you're like scaring like scaring people straight. You know that you know how they'll bust <laughs> yeah. into teenagers uh, with the boot camp style sergeants. So that's what yeah. they're trying to do in a sense. Scared straight. And that's like no way. That's not a f- healthy foundation if you're gonna build some sort of uh, faith belief. You know. I think that's a pretty old practice, though, too. I think that... Yeah, scaring people yeah, into doing just, stuff? Yeah. I mean, that's what the just, news... Well, just to get them to... That's why Halloween's act. really popular. That's why the news is popular. Oh! And that is the news, isn't it? Let's just show you all the worst possible things. News is just fear fuel. Yeah. 
Wow. Fuel. Yeah. And it's just like, I just, I don't really watch the news that much because of that. So is the news perpetuating our archaic view of hell? Maybe, on the, in the, like, subconscious level. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Wow. Yeah, everything is the world's about to end, alarm bells. This could happen to you. I know, it's like. Every ten years, it's got to be. It's Y two K. It's the Mayan calendar predicted. This it's. Is, uh, I want to. Uh, I want to change my opinion of what hell is. Hell is actually when you're. In heaven, but you're you can only watch the news, and they're just telling you how bad things are. <laughs> <laughs> and some and people are doing just, that right now. If you were to just quit watching the news, you'd realize. Oh. Yeah, my life is not any different. I guess I shouldn't have paid attention to this. And what I like, to your point, Kale, that you said at some point, uh, I like the Inferno because he's in the wilderness in the beginning, and he sees a light on the top of a mountain, and he wants to get to the light because he's lost, confused, and scared in the wilderness. He tries to go to the light, but then these uh, three beasts, I can't remember particularly what they are, like a lion, a panther, and a wolf, I think, block his way to get to the light. So to get to the light, he has to go down through hell. So his whole journey is to get to that light, but to get up, he has to go down. Mm. He has to go through hell, purgatory, and then to paradise to get to that final light. And uh, it's sort of that spiritual down is up, up is down sort of thing. Uh, Falling up. It's always darkest before the dawn. And that maybe the only way to heaven is through hell. Well, Jesus descended after he died. Man. So. Preach. uh, (laughs) Whether it's figurative or literal. Maybe the only way to get to that peace or whatever is through torment. Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard just, times. I mean, the Odyssey is the same. He has to go through all this stuff to get home, and then realizes he doesn't want to be home. He actually does go to the underworld at one point. Yeah. Now, or sees it. The way I'm reading this, it looks like we we've all got three days marked on our calendar where we're gonna have to be in hell, and then we get out. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that's a pretty fair trade versus eternity right mm. yeah if Jesus did it <laughs> <laughs> and you're supposed to be just like Jesus mm. then uh, there you go yeah I always thought Satan you know I don't know if I mean I guess he's I don't know if he's real or not to be honest but I always viewed him as the the um what would you say the representation of our rebellion that we all have within us Mm. and that is Mm. satan so we all have like satan within us the tendency to be satan um and it's just our rebellion yeah Uh, which to your point earlier caleb about hell could be 
in a sense, our rebellion of God, and that's why being with him, it, like, hurts or it burns or it's just too bright of a light we can't. Um, and you see that in the Bible multiple times where mm-hmm. people struggle to be in the presence of God. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Mo- it happens to Moses. Paul. It happens to Paul. It happens well, to... Man, there's another Old the, Testament one. Even in the in the parable of Tonus, in the, in the parable of the <laughs> prodigal son, the son comes back, and he wants he wants to be like a servant. He doesn't want to be accepted as the son mm, again. But then he is. But then he is. The son. But then, he had to. But he had to purge himself of his ego and his pride first before he could. He had to descend him. into the inferno. And then. The brother le- had left the party because he couldn't stand to see that his uh, his brother had been accepted back. Doesn't uh... and see we had mentioned that earlier. This idea that you would even want anyone else to be in hell—that's the older brother in that story, right? Yeah, it's because he kind of wants him to. Well, I can't hey. believe you took yeah. him back. He should be out on the streets again where he belongs, sort yeah. of thing. Which is another parable, the parable of the, the workers, bully. the workers in the field. I think mm-hmm. where it's the, the oh, yeah. workers come at the eleventh hour and get paid the same wage as the workers who were there all day, and the workers who were there all day are upset that the workers at the eleventh hour got paid the same. Mm. It's petty, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's because uh, you can't be a winner. There aren't any losers. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point, and it's just that we all hold that that good and that evil within us at the same time. So we yin yang <laughs> twins. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's <laughs> we like, all have that yin yang twins in us. Well, I I I sort of think that under under any circumstance under certain circumstances everyone is capable of committing the worst evil or the best good if the conditions are right we all as humans we all have that um, we all have that within us mm-hmm. mm. okay and some of us um, some of us reach that uh, what's the word you would say? Culmination of the best good, and I'm specifically thinking of Michael Jordan because <laughs> uh, he just went on a tear there, and he just yeah. could not lose. And he wore red to honor his um, journey through hell and then into heaven, and got this and gorgeous twenty. Tw- at home, white twenty-three jersey. Got the six rings, you know, six, six, six. And that's how he became the best. Uh, Inferno, purgatory, paradise. Do you think Dante had any experience at all? With basketball? Like personal. <laughs> no, I heard they used to throw up a basket. Like personal experience that he was drawing on for. Uh, because oh, you sure. think about, I guess that's the other sort of frustration with what we were talking about earlier about how we've been sold this this hell sort of story to uh, make religious decisions or faith decisions when we're younger. It seems like 
our our concept of hell is based more in Dante's Inferno than it is like the Bible. Right? Don't you think that that's where sort of the modern idea of hell has formed is through his work and then probably paintings that um, I'd have to disagree yeah, because based on Keegan's because uh, in the world lust would be like below Satan as Nick would say <laughs> <laughs> the what? sorry I I, I lost that this would there. Be a good podcast what are you saying? lust is circle two in Dante's Inferno in the real world lust is below Satan it's like circle 13 that's how I feel yeah no 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 I, I think you're misunderstanding me I'm saying the visual imagery and representation of what we think just hell is and, is based uh, off of Dante's Inferno this so idea that it's just a bunch of fire and getting yeah tormented people down underground mm. you know what I mean that's what I'm saying. I don't mean the actual what's valued it's like where. At the core, at the center of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> that, that too. Lava. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hot. And then heaven is somewhere up in the clouds. It seems like that's what our our modern idea of hell is comes from. It's I think our modern idea is even dumber than that. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me. Just, it is just. Uh, endless field of fire with horned cliches poking you with farmer's tools. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that in Beauty and the Beast at one point toward like the end that. of the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poking you with farmer's tools. That's good. Um, anything else to say on the subject of um, Hell? No. Other than Sting's voice is from heaven. Yeah. <laughs> so is Kenny G's. What does he play? Saxophone? Saxophone. It's a weird saxophone, though, right? It's, it's an alto saxophone. Well, I think he plays a, all kinds of them. A lot of different ones. Um, well, if we, Depends on the uh, track. You can do us a favor if you've listened to this podcast. If we got any uh, any of the history wrong, or any of uh, or your beliefs, theology wrong, or we misrepresented your beliefs, <laughs> be sure to let us know. And just another thing, Kenny Jesus walks. <laughs> Great. Thank you for listening to another episode of Lowering the Rim. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lowering the Rim and feel free to email us your fan questions. Lowering the Rim at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.